Welcome to Here's the Caveat, an international leadership podcast. Business coach Bob Reich tackles the issues that plague business professionals today. With candor and transparency, he provides real-life answers to the real-world issues with his years of experience and practical wisdom. He will inspire you with value and provide you with practical answers to help you navigate through life's greatest circumstances. Welcome to Here's the Caveat. Take it away, Bob. Welcome to Here's the Caveat, an intentional leadership podcast with Coach Bob Risch. I'm Bob Risch, your host, and I want to thank you for joining us this week. Today, I want to talk about something very important. It's not only important in your personal life, but it's extremely important in your professional life. It's something that we understand the value of. We spend years building. However, we don't spend the same time protecting, and that is our reputation. Oftentimes, what you may perceive as a great reputation, those around you may not have the same perception. And oftentimes, your behaviors and your habits eat at your reputation, and you don't even realize it. And before you know it, your reputation isn't near what you originally thought it was. There's an illustration about a frog in boiling water. Many of you know the uh, illustration. You've heard it for years, and many of, you, many of you have used it for years. However, there may be some of you out there that haven't heard it. And here's what it says. When you put a frog in boiling water, what happens? Of course, the frog jumps out. Why? Because the water is boiling. It hurts. There's agony. It sees what's going on, and it, and it understands what's happening, and it reacts. If you put a frog in cold water and gradually bring, a, bring the water up to a boil, the frog will slowly boil to death because the frog did not realize that the water was getting hotter until it was too late. This is much of the time what happens to our reputations. All too often our habits and our behaviors eat at our reputation and their habits and behaviors become small killers that slowly kill your reputation, and before you know it, it's gone. Especially in the day of social media, in the age of information, with everything that you do and everything that you are and everything that you have is virtually public knowledge. Today, I want to talk about those little killers that eat at your reputation and oftentimes, you never realize it until it's too late. What are some of the behaviors? What are some of the habits? What are some of the mistakes that we make that cause our reputation to be damaged? Often with the best of intentions, we experience less than expected in our success, in our significance. Our behaviors and our habits are often in conflict with good intentions. Yes, you have good intentions. But does your behaviors and your habits measure up to your good intentions? The victim in this is the reputation. Our reputation becomes collateral damage. Today we're going to discuss some of the mistakes, behaviors, and habits that we make on a daily basis that slowly eat at our reputations and often become unnoticed. By you. Everybody else sees it, but often you miss it. Much like the frog in the boiling water. The first 
mistake we make, behavior or habit, is a full mailbox. How often have you called somebody, expected to leave a message, and you heard the message, the mailbox is full, and then it clicks off? Or even worse, this mailbox has not been set up yet. What perception does that give everybody around? You may excuse it as, I'm busy, I get a lot of phone calls, a lot of people want to talk to me. However, what you see and what you perceive is much different than what other people perceive. They perceive it as you are too busy. You're not attentive to detail. Maybe you don't care. I had a discussion about this with one of my clients. And I said, your mailbox is full. That can't happen. And she goes, oh, I listen to visual voicemail. Actually, I read visual voicemail. One of the greatest things that they've ever come up with. If you don't have visual voicemail, you need to get it. Because what it does, it transcribes your audio-visual, audio-voicemail into visual. And all you have to do is read it. And this is a perfect example because she read the visual voicemail and responded. She read the visual voicemail and responded over and over again and never thought of that it's leaving a recorded message on her voicemail. And over time, it actually filled up. And when I told her that, she was actually, oh, I didn't realize that. That's a perfect example. Why? Is because my thought was, oh, this person doesn't follow up. This person doesn't take care of her people. And it couldn't have, it could have been further from the truth. What had happened were those small little behaviors, those small little mistakes that we make that we don't realize. How long was her voicemail full? When I asked her, she didn't remember. How many people were, wasn't able to leave a message when they expected to because of the full voicemail. There can never be a, an excuse to have a full voicemail because most of the voicemails you don't need again. And if you need one, make sure you, make sure you uh, save them in a very secure place if there's for legal reasons or those type of things so you don't lose them. A full mailbox is one of those small little issues, behaviors, habits, or mistakes that you make that tears at your reputation. Another one is failure to follow up. I can't tell you how many people, when I talk to them, say their biggest fear, their biggest issue, their biggest weakness is follow-up. It's not because they can't. It's because they choose not to. It's because it's not important to them. Or there's too much fear that causes them to procrastinate. Follow-up is everything. That phone call, that text, seeing how somebody is doing when you sell somebody you're going to follow up, make sure you follow up. There's really no excuse. You have reminders on Alexa. You have reminders on your phone. You have reminders in your calendar. You have so many tools around you that you shouldn't forget. The reason that you forgot is because it wasn't important. It wasn't important to follow up. But oftentimes, those are where your sales are. Those are where your referrals are. Those are where follow-up business is at. And many times, all you have to do is send a quick follow-up text. A follow-up phone call, a follow-up email. And it's amazing how powerful those are, especially this year. I can't tell you how many people I reached out to out of the blue just by a text saying, just following up, just checking in. I can't tell you how many messages I got back of the appreciation that people have that I cared enough just to follow up. It's amazing the power of a follow-up 
But it's amazing the devastation of a lack of a follow-up. It's not a habit. It's not a learned behavior. It's often a mistake. Follow-up is the key to building those relationships. The next one, quick to sell. How many of you out there are excited about what you do? And you're so excited about what you do, you tell everybody what you do and what you're selling. And maybe you're one of those serial entrepreneurs, which is fantastic. And you always start these new businesses and these new opportunities, and you see something that's life-changing. And it's life-changing to you, and that's what you believe. However, the people that you're talking to may not see your passion or may not see how important what you see as important is. And every time you talk to a friend, every time you talk to a family member, they know why you're coming because every time you want to talk to them, you're pitching a new product, you're talking about a new service, you're talking about a new opportunity. And how many of them have said, don't use my friendship to sell your products? Oftentimes, they may not have been conscientious enough to say it out loud. Oftentimes, they've said it to themselves and they just avoid you. Be quicker to see how others are doing. Be quicker to ask others what's going on in their lives. Be quicker to talk about somebody else's needs and less quick to sell your products. After all, when you understand the needs of another person, now you can fill them with the value. You can let them know about the value that your product or your service fills. Social media messages. This year has been politics central. Politics 101. Everywhere you turn on any news station is politics, politics, politics. We all have our sides. We all are Republicans. We all are Democrats. We're all independents. We're all filling the blank with something else. All I hear on social media is Trump this, Biden this. All I hear is this issue, this social issue, this social issue. And everybody has a different opinion. You need to be very careful what you put on your social media because you don't know who's watching. You don't know where they stand. And oftentimes, your reputation as a professional could be hurt and you don't even realize it just by a simple message. When you look at my LinkedIn page and my Facebook page, you will find that we talk a lot about business and leadership. It's important to make sure that your messages, it's not necessarily as much as about your passion of where you stand and who you're supporting, but does your message help the person that's reading it? What does it give the person that's reading it? They have their opinion, you have your opinion, but can you put something on social media that's going to be edifying and beneficial to the reader, to the person that is reading and all too often, people's reputations get locked in to a certain demographic or a certain political stance or a certain toxicity because of the type of messages they leave. And yes, you might say, well, this is the political season and everybody understands. But what people see of you today, a year, a two, or three years from now, they're going to remember. And because of what you say today may have an effect on the trust that people have in you tomorrow. Not updating your websites or your LinkedIn. This is crucial. I've heard it said by so many webmasters that 
not having a website is better than having an outdated website. This is one of those small little things that tells people that you're not focused on details. You're not current. Make sure your websites are up to date. If you don't know how to do it or you can't, put somebody in charge of it or take it down. Or put something up there that's not dated. You want to make sure that when people see your website and your LinkedIn page, that it looks current and it is current. I would say, yes, your websites are important, but just as important is your LinkedIn page. Make sure that LinkedIn page is current. Make sure that LinkedIn page has what you're doing and who you are at the moment because when people see that it's not up to date, people have perceptions about who you are. It may or may not be correct, but their perception is their reality. This one is probably the most important, is being late. If you've heard my podcast before, you know exactly what I'm going to say because I'm going to tell you there is never, ever, ever, ever a reason to be late, especially with today's technology. However, you don't always have to be on time. With texting and, and phones, if you're running late, call the person, text the person, I am not going to be able to be there at this time. I'll be there at this time. And most of the time they say, okay, or they'll reschedule. But I'm going to tell you that when you are late, the message that you are given is you are disrespecting their time and who they are as a person. And if you disagree with that, that's perfectly okay, but that's what the person around you is thinking. Because being late is telling somebody else that their time is not as important as yours. And there's people out there that are late all the time, and it is by intention, and it is control. They are controlling the situation. I had a manager one time that taught us many, many years ago that if you weren't 15 minutes early, you were late. Now, he got that from a famous Green Bay Packers coach. However, that principle is still true today. And this is how he ran his meetings. 15 minutes before the meeting starts, the door's locked. And you were in there to prepare for 15 minutes. If the meeting started at 9 o'clock and you didn't have a pencil and paper ready or if you weren't prepared to take notes, you were excused from the meeting. Because he believed if you're in there and you're not at least being respectful to the person who is speaking, why are you in there in the first place? And I thought he was crazy when I first saw him do that. Years later, I see his brilliance. Because he believed in this so much that it, it was about respect. And you need to respect those people that you're around. 20, 30 years ago, before the cell phones that we had today, yes, it was a different situation. But today, you have the cell phones, you have the, 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 uh, the uh, texting, you even have email at your fingertips. Connect, communicate with the person. Letting them know that I'm not going to be there at this time, I'm going to be there at this time, and renegotiate the time, you're never late. Here's an important one. A lack of attention to detail. This one is huge. I put stuff on LinkedIn all the time, and Facebook, and all over line, I, all online. I put a lot of stuff out. And yes, there's going to be mistakes. And as much as I do everything I can do with my ability and the knowledge that I have, there is always a spelling error here and there. There's a punctuation here. There's a grammar error. And half the time, I don't even know I made the mistake. Have people around you that care enough about you, that hold you accountable, that watch your stuff, that have the freedom and the privilege to contact you and say, there's a mistake. They don't need to do it online, but have them send you a private message. 
I have a few of those people that I appreciate so much that when there's a mistake, they call me and they tell me or they text me and I fix it immediately because attention to detail is huge. And there are so many people out there that don't focus on the attention to detail. And when you don't, the message is loud and clear that details are not important to you, nor will it be important to your clients. Not taking accountability. I will tell you that I strive every moment of every day to take it, be accountable for my actions. I will tell you that the other day, I forgot an appointment. I got sidetracked and completely forgot. The person called me 20 minutes later and said, are we meeting? I sent him back of a message and I said, I apologize. It's my fault. I just missed the meeting. No excuses. They responded by no problem. It's rescheduled. But how often has some, you missed a meeting or somebody missed a meeting with you instead of saying, I just missed it, they gave you an excuse like, oh, didn't you get my text? And they knew full well they never sent a text. Or they come up with some crazy reason, just be honest, because they know that you're honest, they know when you're not honest. Also, if you're unwilling to be accountable for your actions and accountable for those times that you mess up, are you going to be accountable for the big things? Are you going to be accountable in the large things? To me, it's a character issue. Here's the caveat. Your reputation is all you have. You will be judged. What people perceive is the reality. And although it may or may not be correct, it's still their reality. And oftentimes, your reputation is not what you think it is. It's what other people say it is. Because people can choose to work with you or not work with you. As you listen to these little mistakes, these little habits, and these little behaviors, keep in mind that the small details make the biggest impacts. The small details make the biggest impacts. What is eating away at your reputation today? What small habits, what small behaviors, what small mistakes are you not paying attention to? Don't get caught in the cool water and allow it to warm up. Pay attention early. Watch the details. Watch people. Ask people. People will tell you the truth if you allow them and if you accept it. Because the caveat is, is people want to focus on people who are honest and have a good reputation because they want to make sure that you're going to take care of them when it counts. Thank you. Have a great day. Thank you for listening today. It is an honor and a privilege to have you as a part of Here's the Caveat. If you would like to reach out to us today or if you have any questions, you can reach us at 623-628-1996 or email us at coach at bobrish.com. Please follow our LinkedIn page at linkedin.com forward slash in forward slash Robert Rish. You can also find us on Facebook and Twitter under Coach Bob Rish or Caveat Institute. You can also visit us at bobrish.com and learn more how Caveat Institute can meet and serve your needs. Also, please consider sponsoring this podcast. Without your support, this podcast would not exist. It is because of your listening and financial support that allows us to impact the world. 
We have thousands of listeners in over 50 countries because of you. I ask you to consider sponsoring us by placing an advertisement on this podcast or donating at the link provided. Again, it's been an honor to speak with you today. Please enjoy other episodes and stay tuned to another episode next week. And thank you in advance for sharing this podcast and allowing others to receive the value that you have received today. Have a fantastic day and don't be afraid to be great. This is Bob Risch signing off. See you next week for another episode of Here's the Caveat.